Uh, we are here with episode six of Journey to a Million. We go over some coaching vacancies, game picks like usual, um, some GM vacancies, kind of just talk about the playoffs. And uh, there's history made last week in the wild card round of the playoffs. The Bills are the first team to have seven drives, seven touchdowns. I think that's all time, right? Or is it just playoffs? I don't know. I probably should have been a little bit more prepared for that, but uh, do you guys know or? I'm not sure, but I was more excited about the second ever MVP being given out. And, you know, congrats yeah, to Dak Prescott and winning his first ever MVP award. So, I mean, that's going to add to his resume, which, you know, of not winning many playoff games. How many playoff games has he won? I don't even – is he is he at one. – Yeah, one. Maybe right? one. Maybe one. Maybe not any. I don't know. So, looking at it, you know, <clears throat> he's got a trophy now. There's a reason there's the uh, the uh, sad cowboy fan meme that uh, kind of blew up on social media like over the last day. Uh, do you guys see that the story behind that? I don't know. Again, the story. Actually, no. no. So uh, there's a guy that's pictured at the Cowboys game. He's all sad, like hugging his girlfriend. Well, it turns out his uh, other girlfriend got flooded with like DMs and messages from like people she knew. And the guy told her that he was going on like the boys, a boys trip or guys trip. And uh, he was actually going to the game with his uh, uh, other significant other or his, uh, his side piece. So uh, yeah, he kind of got caught cheating on national TV and she posted something on his, on her uh, Instagram story, calling him out on it. So, uh, yeah, everyone kind of knows now. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting story. Wow. Go um, back to the uh, the MVP you're talking about. Um, Zach, you said you didn't watch Nickelodeon, right? Of course not. Why would anyone watch that? What? So I started watching Nickelodeon, right? I saw it, and then as soon as they slimed the field before the game, I was like, I can't handle this, so I switched straight over to the actual exactly. game. Exactly. <laughs> Am I the only one who finds joy in the SpongeBob field goals when we see SpongeBob's face and then he smiles when it's made? Like, come on, this is football. This is this is what you know. I I don't know what you guys not seeing it. You know, it was certainly a great broadcast, all in all, and they give out great awards at the end of the games, like an MVP trophy. Come on, and then also just with the with the slime zone, and we saw you know Forty Nine players get get slimed after the game, right? So. You're talking about you can't call that slime. That was like like a teaspoon of slime dumped on his head. Yeah. It's Watching the, the Nickelodeon version is like choosing Coke over Pepsi. What's it's just not something you do. We did have a soda debate before we recorded full disclosure. So that is kind of where that I bet you 90% in. of the audience, 90% would take Coke over Pepsi. We should get a little vote going. <laughs> we can <laughs> make a poll on this. Story. So if you want to check our Twitter out, JD Sports Pod, we'll have a poll up, Coke or Pepsi. So, you know, check that Drew, out. It'll be your, Journey Million. Drew, what? We need your vote. We need your vote here. Coke or it's Pepsi. A... You know, I'm going to go Coke. <laughs> yeah. Like I thought. No one chooses Pepsi. No one does. Audience got to come through. Yeah, Pepsi. Well... You guys better vote Pepsi. <laughs> 
All right. So with that, guys, I mean, we talked a little bit about that Cowboys game already, but let's go to Wild Card Weekend. Let's revisit the, all the great games we saw not in Wild Card Weekend. Let's start, you know, with the first game we saw. We saw Bengal, or it was the Bengals game, and it was, yeah, Bengals and Raiders. And that game ended up a 26-19 win for the Bengals, and that ends their long playoff drought. You know, so that was a great win for the Bengals. Were you guys able to catch some of that game? And, you know, did you? what were your thoughts? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Um, it was probably one of the better games of Wild Card Weekend. Um, <clears throat> it was good, though. We saw Jamar Chase um, have a typical game. Joe Burrow proved himself to be a top 10, top maybe even top five right now quarterback. Um, he had a great game. It was just a good Bengals team, and I'd be scared if I was a Titans fan coming in having to play the Bengals right now. Zach? So, uh, were you guys impressed with the Bengals? Or the Raiders? Was... Like, were you impressed with either of them? Derek Carr kind of impressed but... me. Derek Carr impressed me, how he could drive. Like, well, he had a decent game. I I think the really – we look at the Raiders were, you know, one bad call almost like – you know, almost to win this game. I'm not going to, like, they could have still got yeah. a field goal, you know, but I, I don't mm-hmm. know. This was really a, a statement win, let's say, by the Bengals, but certainly a good win over a team like the Las Vegas Raiders. And, yeah, I, I certainly think the Bengals were a better team, and the Bengals won, so at the end of the day, content with that. Zach, anything else with that? No, I was – I liked how the Bengals played. I thought they were going to – put up a couple more points but it happens don't always have the 30 point to, i guess yeah they did what they need to do to win Let's you still about- agree that uh jefferson is better than chase Ooh. after after what i said last week about like chase just kind of being a home run like receiver uh yeah. he kind of went out there and did the exact opposite what i said he what do you have like really nine does. catches nine i think he had like nine yeah. for a hundred or something like that yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm still taking Jefferson. Okay, I was I'm impressed with, with Chase, though. I am with Zach on this same stance. Still very impressed with Chase. Certainly, but it's getting tighter. Nine. It's getting closer. Oh yeah, and you gotta still acknowledge. I think you gotta acknowledge the QB talents each receiver has. I think that plays very a factor true. too. And look, just look at a guy like Burrow compared to Kirk Cousins. I think that's certainly yeah. something to acknowledge, but. Yeah, certainly two are going to be top guys for the years to come. And you guys will move on to our next game in wildcard weekend. Go for it. Here we go. New England, the sixth seed, visited the Bills. And boy, oh boy, that was quite a game to not watch is what how I. You can start us off on this one. You had yeah, the Patriots, who's, the, so. who's the one that picked the Patriots? Listen, listen. You know, I, I picked the Pats. <laughs> and I, I know the game I picked, you know, looking at the game they beat them in, I, I mentioned it. I said, you know, it was wind. We saw Mac Jones throw a whopping like three times Allen. You know, it, it totally, you know, made sense not to pick them. But I mentioned Patriots being having defense as their strong suit. And how and did that look? Didn't look great. And, you know, I, I had a lot of questions with the Bills' run defense, you know, on it with, like, Damian Harris that. Damian Harris and that like balanced backfield for the Patriots. And it certainly didn't look well. I talked about a, I, I called it my upset pick and certainly, you know, that's why I call it an upset pick. And well, I mean, one of them, I made two of them, one of them turned out right, but this was certainly not one to be proud of. So I, I don't want to talk about it. 
Yeah, I mean, as I said last time. week, as I said last week, the Bills are uh, they're my Super Bowl pick, and I think I gotta kind of stick with them, right? Yeah, and they look sure. pretty good. So, yeah, can't be mad with that. Um, yeah, I don't know how much we can really talk about this game. It's blow up from the start. Bel- Belichick's worst loss for his career in play in the postseason. So if you look at it, just not a good game for the Patriots overall. And I mean, talk about now. Yeah, the Bills, they're looking great, and now they go to Kansas City, right? So that'll be – which we'll talk about in our divisional round games. But with that, you guys want to move on to the Sunday games then because that wrapped up the Saturday of the wild card weekend. So let's go, Sunday. Noon game on Fox. Number seven, the Eagles, they go to Tampa to face the Buccaneers. And, you know, it was – this was Zach's upset. It was Zach – I mean, it wasn't really uh, upset, but Zach, Zach mentioned – Zach yeah. mentioned how, you know, Eagles could really – you know, maybe open some eyes here, and they they really they, didn't. They, they, no, they opened some eyes, but it wasn't the right kind of eyes. Yeah, I want to mention Zach said that immediately after I said this is going to be a blowout game. He said they're going to keep it close. And that was a two score game. Oh come on, that touchdown was scored. They got two point <laughs> conversion last five minutes. No, I th- it's this a two was, score game. It ended up being 16. a two score game. It really was. You know, it felt like a three or four score game to be honest. So. I, you know, Buccaneers played, they dominated Miles Sanders. We mentioned him possibly doing well. I think he finished with 19 yards rushing, maybe. So, certainly just he had less than 10 attempts, didn't he? Uh, maybe, maybe I think nine. he had nine for 17 or something. Like that. Oh, yeah, because he had some for okay. loss. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, and watching, I watched some a good chunk of this game. You know, Missy Jalen Hurts just under center. It was. He's going to be great for years to come, but he's not ready yet, yet for you know a team like the Bucks in the playoffs. And yeah, um, Devontae Smith, you know, he you had him. They had him open for a good chunk of plays or some plays, and they they weren't throwing him the ball. Um, and what you know when they did, it was a lot of just like they 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 would work horizontal, more of this West Coast kind of offense from left to right. And it really you know working against the Bucks didn't work all too well, I'd say. I want to say something. I don't know if you guys agree. Watching uh, Jalen Hurts play, he reminded me a lot of Jordan Love. I don't know if you guys could see that at all. Just kind of dump off passes not. for a few yards. I don't know. He's the same, like, mobility-wise, I, I see. I and take just, like, Hurts. No, Hurts is a lot wise. more mobile. Hertz I would take Hurts, yeah. He just reminded me of, like, a, a little better uh, Jordan Love. I think the games, both games that, like, if you compare both of them in, in that kind of setting, you know, I think both coaches um, call plays similar to like match their skill set. So I think in that terms, like, I mean, similar plays were ran where we saw LaFleur, you know, call plays for Jordan Love. I think certainly similar. I would agree mm-hmm. with that. Just watching them them play with Hertz on Sunday. I, I would agree. I don't know. Zach, what do you think? I think um... – well, I still think it's like a little too early to really judge love, but I mean, obviously we've only sure. seen what a game and a half or whatever, but <clears throat> I think Kurtz is a lot more mobile, but accuracy, I'd say they're probably been about the same so far, but maybe when Stern love gets a little more confidence, you'll be better. But I think love has more upside. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. And, Looking at the next game here is the this was the upset I predicted right actually so number six the 49ers, they they go to Dallas to face the Cowboys on Nickelodeon who cares about the CBS broadcast it was on Nickelodeon that's all that matters 
And boy, oh boy, this was a great game. I thought it was such a that ending was something else. And just um, I'll, we'll have Zach start here. Just game thoughts, and then we'll, we'll all kind of talk together about the ending. So, Zach, what do you think? Uh, did we all pick the 49ers in this game? I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> as we never really set our records for the week, but we can do that after. I was impressed with the 49ers. I mean, their defense really came out to play. Their run game, obviously, Jimmy G actually looked decent, which usually he has some just throws that he's kind of questioning what he's doing, but he played pretty well. He had like one or two overthrows that looked kind of bad, but Overall, it's a good performance, and I'm kind of worried about them for the Packers this week, but we'll have to see how that goes. Zach, I could tell you we both got 100%, and then Drew only got that one wrong for this last week's picks. All right, yeah. I mean, I knew what I got. I know what you guys got. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't – if I was a Packer fan, I wouldn't be too scared of the 49ers. Um, obviously, that happened two years ago, but – they have like their record is a lot like they're better than the record is by far with like injuries that hit them with Kittle and, you know, Jimmy G, but I don't know. I think the Packers will take care of that game uh, handily, but I do want to talk about Drew's two uh, risky picks that he had. Um, he had Garoppolo 0.5 picks that happened. And then Debo Samuel one touchdown or 0.5 touchdowns. He hit on both of those. Oh yeah, I that that was a was a seven dollar and twenty cent uh, five leg that turned into seventy two dollars. So certainly that was over my. I was gonna bring it up near the end here because it was it, it focused on a few other games. It was all games wild card weekend. It, I, it was just five legs and yeah, chose those both and they both happened and it was fun to watch. So uh, talking then, yeah, this this game though uh, that ending guys, you know with. Dak Prescott, well, they're, they're playing, they're protecting the sidelines. We see Dak then do a little QB draw up, up the middle and they would have, they would have had time to spike it, but you know, official gets in the way. The official has to touch the ball, keep in mind. So the center looking, I, I believe it was Biotish, you know, Wisconsin, Wisconsin alumni under or the center. So, you know, if you got to realize there that the, the, the referee has to touch the ball. So, that was certainly an error on, you know, on, on that there. And I know they wanted to get the playoff as fast, as soon as possible, but just got to keep in mind the rules. And what did you guys think of that play call at the end? Um, Can I just talk about that ref really quick? Um, Earlier in the game, I don't know if you guys saw that, but uh, there was like, like Dallas did a late substitution onto the field and there was like five seconds left on the play clock. And the ref was just standing there, like kind of like holding off, like, wait, wait, we can't snap the ball yet. And then they snapped it like after the play clock went off and they got called for a delay game. That was the same ref that uh, had that thing at the end happen to him. So I see a lot of, I mean, obviously like you have to give the ball to the ref, but the ref has to take some credibility there too. Cause like that was two plays that he messed up that both resulted against the Cowboys. Just at the end, you really didn't. He didn't really mess up the play at the end. I mean, they spotted no. the ball. He had to go up there, touch it, yeah. and spot it himself because they spotted it wrong. And when he was going yeah. through, they were just in his way, and he ran into him. So I'd say last play is all on the Cowboys. They just messed that up. There's a fine I would play say call. Mostly, just, mostly on the Cowboys. Yeah. Like 99% on the Cowboys. They just messed up how they ran that. I didn't see a lot on of the sense other of play. I didn't see the other play. Well, so I no. don't know. 
I didn't see a lot of sense of urgency from really that official to make that happen. It didn't seem like, you know, watching him get like stuck. Like, oh, I got yeah. stuck. You know, and it was yeah. – so that, that's where I, I'll agree. You know, it's still on the Cowboys for calling that. They thought they could pull it off, but you got to keep in mind. If you're going to do it, my thought was, why don't you tell the official? I mean, there's a timeout, I think, before. Like, you could have told the official, like, hey, we plan to do that. You know what I mean? I think if you would have, yeah. like, let them know we see this happen in baseball – where, hey, I, I want to do the hidden ball trick, you know, let, let the guy know. And it, it, usually that's how that, that'll work out in your favor. So I think if that would have been done, I think and maybe it was done, but I think maybe if it, if it was done though, for sure, we would have probably seen them be able to get off one more play, I think. And yeah, and if, you're, if you're that, oh, you go, Zach. And obviously, like, even if they did get it off, it doesn't guarantee them a win. They still had one play to go 25 yards, score a touchdown. So, yeah. Did it but, change the outcome of the game? Probably not. Was there a chance that they did get it? Yeah, there's a chance, but. And yeah, if you're that ref, like Drew said, with the sense of urgency, if I'm that ref, like I would see, you know, him doing a draw and I'm the ball, the ref that has to like, you know, like put the ball, like, you know, you know what I mean? So I would be the guy running up the ref running up to the ball, like kind of like as fast as I can, he was kind of like staying back. And then as soon as they tried getting on the ball, he sprinted up. So he was kind of like falling behind. If I have to spot the ball, I would, you know, get there because they're going to try to blame you for it. Obviously, it wasn't all his fault, but, you know. But also, like with recently, there's obviously a big thing. Everyone gets mad at the refs when they miss a call or something like that. So everyone's mm-hmm. kind of saying the refs, the game shouldn't be in the refs' hands. Well, the Cowboys put the game in the refs' hands. They knew it was going to be within a second or two, and they trusted the ref to do it, and, I was at that point, you just got to take two shots to the end zone and hope you get one. That's what I was thinking. I thought with like, what was it, 14 seconds left? You got two, maybe three more plays you can run, two shots at the end zone for sure. I didn't – it was not It was an awful call. Mike McCarthy did say that, like, they sh- there should have been enough time for them to run another play, but, like, you don't know that. Like, you know, you don't know what's going to yeah. happen. I think Dak, was, Dak went a little longer than he was supposed to. I think he was supposed to, like, slide a little earlier, but – it was guys, just a bad call. Do you guys think that hurts uh, Kellen Moore's chances at a uh, head coaching job? You think it's got to mm. hurt a little bit, right? I'm sure a little bit. Not, yeah. I wouldn't say that defines his, you know, his name. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, looking true. through right now with um, uh, the referee explaining, you know, the 49ers Cowboys controversial final play still and just to see, you know, because we saw that that crew with the Raiders Bengals game. Not they're not fishing any more games this postseason. So wanted to see kind of the stances here. And yeah, um the right now the official I mean the officials and the NFL, they're signing with with how they how it was officiated at the end, how they took proper procedure and protocol, which I would agree they did, just the sense of urgency, like we mentioned, but they don't really mention anything about that. So I wanted to just check that yeah. out. So yeah, the Bengals Raiders thing was completely different because that that's an actual rule that they just didn't enforce exactly. in the game. So yeah. that's it. Also, two totally different do you, things. Do you see Dak got fined for what he said after the game? Twenty five thousand yeah. for uh, saying that. Good for them for throwing it, their fans throwing the stuff at the refs or whatever. You I think, think that's probably no. He should have been fined. You you can't. I mean, it was yeah. funny, but like you yeah. can't you can't say that. You, you can't know? say that stuff, yeah. No. We also saw uh, Bruce, Ar- you know, Bruce Arians get fined too, 50K. I don't know if you guys saw that slap the helmet. <laughs> For slapping his player. His player. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I, I don't know my stance on that. I, I don't because that you know you always talk about in coaching and whatnot, good touch versus bad touch. And you know, if you want to consider that way, you consider it because I don't know if it was like a come on, go get them kind of slap or like uh do better kind of slap. And that's you know there's something that came out that he wanted uh there's uh was it Mike Adams or what was his name? There's something like that, Mike Davis. Uh, whoever the safety was, there's like an actual reason that came out that you wanted him, wanted him to like not touch the ball or something like that. I don't remember what it was, but it was like an actual reason within the game. So I don't know if he should have got fined for that. But well, at first they he like slapped the player and the announcers. I think it was, was it Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Were they on that, that game? game? Yep. Yeah. Um, they're just like, oh, Bruce Arians is into it, and then like when they looked at it again, he's like. Oh, I don't know what Arians is doing there. Is he like they, they were confused too? It looked like at first he was just like kind of like you know good job like congratulating him, but then after it looked like he was like slapping him like what are you doing kind of a thing, you know? And that's certainly something you know we we, get, we always see appeals and stuff, and you know maybe not you know not trying to judge it because we don't know. I know Zach mentioned some report, but you know you don't know how how it was. So hopefully you know if it was something that was not you know if it was it was something good. You know, hopefully it gets all squared away, but with the appeals. So, you know, we you guys want to go back then and finish up our wild card weekend? We got one more or two more games left. My bad. Okay, yeah. I, I just Google it quick. Aaron oh said he was trying to prevent Adams from getting a penalty for pulling Eagles players off the pile following the muffed punt. That's what it was. I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what I think then of the decision to find him, you know, 50K. I think that's. Yeah, was it fifty? It was fifty. Yeah, you know, it was twenty-five more. Than this Dak. double what yeah. Dak got. Yeah. So, yeah, their whole fine system has just been, you know, messed up. I don't know. I've never inconsistencies is how yes. it's been explained, and I know. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let, let's move. We got two more games left here. Pittsburgh Steelers, the seventh seed, go to Kansas <laughs> City to face the Chiefs. I had Big Ben a completion line in that five leg one that Jared brought up, and it hit. It was I believe it was over twenty four and a half. Like it was twenty nine, and I got to credit Zach with that one. That was when I was on the fences with. So I went to the Journey to a Million, one of the co hosts, and I was like, "Hey Zach, what do you think about this?" And he 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 gave me the right one. So I got to credit him getting me that last leg of the parlay. So, but that's the thing with Big Ben, though. That's the thing. He just does like dump offs. He's going to get his completions, but he's not going to put up the numbers. You know. Well, they hey, they were close. They were up like seven nothing in the second quarter. So because of TJ Watt, I mean, not like the offense did anything, but they were up. Yeah, Yeah, and sounds like you know, listening to Big Ben's post game um, press conference, he's done. You know, it was thank you know, thank God for the ability to throw, be able to throw football, and he he was just thanked his teammates and Pittsburgh as a city and just Steeler Nation. So that, that was good to see, but. Certainly a tough way to close out your career, though, here in the wild card weekend. Do we talk I mean, about it's, their it's uh, time? Do we talk about their QB competition for next year? We did not. You want you want to touch on it right now? Yeah. So uh, obviously they got Mason Rudolph, but they also got Dwayne Haskins, who apparently has been opening the eye of Mike Tomlin. And then they're expected to bring in some rookie competition or something. So I'm not sure if that means like Kenny Pickett or. Malik Willis or something like that, but I think it's. I saw be a report between... that said 
I saw a report that said they weren't going to uh, trade for anyone. They were going to just draft a yeah. quarterback. They weren't going to trade multiple firsts for a quarterback, established yeah. one. So see, this is this is tough for me because this is not the year for in, in my eyes to go out and get a quarterback. I think if you wait a year no, or two, not. you know, th- th- this isn't the year right now. So interesting decision by Steeler Nation there. I I would be personally, but again, you have with the you know team you have right now. You know, you got T.J. Watt still on that defense, and you gotta you gotta get. So what would now. you do? I. Mm. Do you just want to First, say what we do if we're Steelers? Like, let's would do you it. go trade for someone, draft someone, stick with what you have? They have the weapons. I mean, they they have most most things they need. They just need a quarterback, and it's just like I don't trust Mason Rudolph. I mean, he played. You know, he's known for that. Uh, you know, Miles Garrett. Yep, yep. Yeah. And then Haskins, he was dropped. Right? Was it? Was he cut last? Was it last year? Last offseason, I think. Last offseason, yeah. So, I, I I mean, I didn't think Haskins was awful. I mean, he, he looked okay, but out of the two, I would say uh, Haskins, but I don't know. So, you, you'd stick with what they have? <laughs> um, Unless there's a better option. I, I don't see a better option here. I think you got to, like, well, if you go out and draft a guy, you got to look, you know, like you're not going to have that – you know, TJ Watt and that talented receiving core, like I, I can't say rebuild because like you would be like, you know, getting rid of Big Ben right now. You you've got the pieces right now. You got with Najee, you got like Deontay Johnson, you know, Claypool, you know, those guys all around him. And I think you go for it, you know, and I think going for it, maybe you, you trade for a guy, you know. I think I don't know who. Again, that's that's tough because we don't know like Russell Wilson's status and I don't know if you'd want to bring him to Pittsburgh. You know, that's just one I think of right off the top of my head, and, but they certainly, you know, have, they have the weapons on offense. So if you bring in a, a, a quarterback better than big Ben, you know, late, late career, big Ben, I, I think that would certainly be beneficial for this team. I personally, I would stick with what you have for this year and then think about next year, just because their offensive line, I think they really need their picks and like all the capital they have for that. I mean, they do have a lot of, uh, cap room this offseason i believe they got to resign like minka and they got a couple other people they got to resign so that'll probably take a hit but if you were just, a steelers fan would you say the same it, thing i mean i don't know that'd be tough but if you don't have an o-line it doesn't matter who your quarterback is and then you're basically you just saying mean? you're basically just saying like okay we'll take this year off just to kind of you know Kind of get some more experience, still, and then you can't do that. With, I still with TJ Watt. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they'd. I don't think they'd be that bad though. I think they'd be maybe a game or two worse than they were this year. Big Ben, I don't. He wasn't really there. He didn't drive that offense. If you're told going I, into the year, their if your expectations are to go like you know, <clears throat> maybe like eight and what eight and nine, eight nine. Yeah, eight. are you? going to be like, okay, yeah, like I'll take that. Or do you go out and, you know, try to better your team now with the talent that they have? But I'm just saying, if they yeah. want to be, if they want to be actual Super Bowl contenders, their line isn't going to make it. I don't think their that they could do that. I don't think they could do that in the next year or two to be Super Bowl contenders. I think they could yeah, but... draft some linemen. I think in this draft, you, you, I agree with Zach, you know, you, you, you pick up some linemen and I think you go out and get a guy and you know, you're like, you may ask like, 
what do you trade? And, you know, if you're drafting some. I could see maybe like a Jimmy G or a Kirk Cousins, but I don't think they're going to go after like a Russell Wilson or something that's going to require three first round picks. I agree with you. Yeah. I think, you know, just getting a guy. I, I like the Jimmy G one with like Trey Lance being maybe their future. I think Jimmy G might be a comparable trade to a Carson Wentz, like a conditional second first rounder. Like kind of like a I guy that that's that's decent that'll get the job done, but not someone that'll cost you know picks. Yeah, I could see. So. Yeah, I mean Jimmy G. If if he is leaving, I mean it depends how they do this year. Obviously, if he leads his team to the Super Bowl, I'm sure he's not. I'm not he's not leaving. We still got to know how everything's going to go. You know, for sure. And yeah. I just want to bring up one more thing. I just saw here uh, T.J. Watt. He admitted to using his cell phone during halftime of the Ravens game. <laughs> Yeah. Check sack total. So I want to point that out. He might be facing punishment by the NFL. So well, yeah, you can't check your your phone during halftime. I guess they're they're not allowed. Here we go, guys. One more game. The first ever NFL game on MLK Day. Here it is. We had the Rams and the Cardinals, and wow, what a um, interesting game that was. 34-11 Rams get the dub. It was wasn't even close. Um, certainly, we saw Kyler Murray's experience. It seemed in the playoffs and. No, Rams dominated, it felt, start to finish. So, Jared, we'll start with you. What you, what'd you see out of this Monday night game? I just felt like with the Cardinals in general, just like <clears throat> ever since Murray came back from his injury, it just seemed different. Their team was just – and then Hopkins got hurt, obviously. But I think they were like three and four in their last seven, something like that. Um, I don't know. I just – watching the Cardinals, all I could think of is like – I heard a point. It's like they lost to the – Lions by like 20, right? I thought that they would just rebound, but it was just an ugly game. It looked like Kyler Murray was like a rookie and he didn't have any experience and it just he just didn't look good at all. It was just an ugly game. I don't know. It was hard to watch. Got, um, there, if you look at uh, Cliff Kingsbury's career stats, second half of the season, he has like a winning percentage of like 300, like 350. <laughs> and like first half, it's like 600 or something like that. So I think – I don't know if it's – it might be a little bit Kyler Murray and his injury and everything, but I think it's also Cliff, uh, Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, yeah, because it's, it's not like they team? played harder teams. It's not like they played harder teams in the second half of the season. You know, they lost to the Lions and teams like that. So it's like, I don't know. Is he on the hot – that's think, a good question, Zach. Yeah, I, is he? You know, he might be. Look, if you look at – but you got to still consider what, what he's done there. I think – I think you give him at least one more year, but I certainly agree. You know, you got to start looking with that team, you know, time, time's ticking. You got JJ Watt. Well, that's certainly a guy who, I mean, he's getting up there in age right now. And I mean, I know it's You've one seen guy. His on injury defense. problems too. Yeah. He's seen his injury from the last couple of years. So, but certainly the hourglass is running out for the Cardinals, even though they got, I mean, they have a young duo with Murray and Hopkins, but I don't know. I question that with, you know, Rams, the dominating win here. So certainly you know, a tough way to go out for the Cardinals, I'd say. So anything else on that game? You guys want to mention, you know, well, thankfully update on Buda Baker. He is a okay. That was certainly a you know worrisome moment there. I was praying for that guy and thankfully he's all good now. So he's, he, we saw, I saw a photo on the, Team Jet, I think it was. You know, he has thumbs up and he was smiling. So that's that's good to see, guys. And anything else with that? Uh, 
OBJ, do you want to talk about that? <laughs> PED tested? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, I was just saying, like, in Cleveland and the diff- just the difference, I mean. No, <laughs> I want to talk about him getting <laughs> tested for, PED you know, PEDs, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. He has one good game, and it's like, okay, we're going to test you today, your appointments yeah. this time. <laughs> All right, guys, to the divisional round we go. First game, let's go. Four and the one now in the AFC, the 10 and seven Cincinnati Bengals. Go play the Titans, 12 and five. Tennessee is favored minus three and a half. So, with them being home, you know, really half point favorites if we look at it like that. And 3 30 p.m. and kickoff central time. And Jared, why don't you kick us off here with your thoughts on this Bengal and Titan clash in the playoffs? Um, honestly, I said uh, earlier that the Bengal, the Titans should be scared to play the Bengals. And I stand by that. I think the Bengals are uh, better than what people see in them. And I don't think the Titans really, I mean, although they played well the second half of the season, they weren't as good without Henry. And now he's back, obviously. But I think he's going to be a little, you know, rusty coming off, you know, his injury and everything. So I'm actually going to take the Bengals here in a close game. Drew, you want to go next? You're making me go? Come on. And Derrick Henry then, you know, is – right, he's not – is he going to be active, ready for the game? Or... Yeah, he's going to be playing. We're going to we're – okay. Because I, I know there is a lot of question with him, of course. You know, if they would have played a Wild Cup weekend, his availability in week 18, he was not available, right? But he was off practicing. Correct. Yeah, I just wanted to get that squared away before I make my pick. So, yeah, they, they got Derrick Henry and um, Titans, you know, come in with that extra week of rest. Bengals certainly looking like a promising team to upset and you know, looking like a, an upset that looks pretty good here. But I'm going to go Titans here. I think they were they're just an impressive team. I like how I, you know, I like Mike Vrabel. So I'm going to go with him there. I'm going Titans as well. Let's Their go. defense is really underrated this year. If you look back, they've made some really good quarterbacks look not good. So uh, I think Titans are going to win. All right. Titans, Titans barely beat the 49ers earlier, like a couple of weeks ago, too, by like three points. So just throw that out there. That's okay. They're better they than the Colts. They? <laughs> is that right? <laughs> they are better than the Colts. So that's all that matters. Let's go. Yeah. Next game, that Saturday night game. The 49ers come to Lambeau, the frozen tundra, and they face the 13-4 and Green Bay Packers. They got Green Bay minus six right now. This game will be on Fox 715. Kickoff, and you know, we'll have Zach kick us off here, too, with the Packers being a Packer fan. Um, I think if I wasn't a Packer fan, I'd pick the 49ers, but uh, – as a Packer fan, I have to pick the Packers. So, I'm picking the Packers. No. I... <laughs> That's my reason. <laughs> so, if you were uh, a neutral fan, you'd choose the 49ers. Jared, how many times did you choose against the Colts? Okay. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> no. Um, I saw some people saying they'd rather play the Rams than the 49ers if they were a Packer fan. Like, I don't I – don't I would. I would. Why? I don't see why. I truly but... would. I don't yep. see the why. 49ers all, but... just, the 49ers are a physical team that they can run the ball. That's Packers' weakness. And the, Packer, the 49ers' D-line is probably top five. 
stay in the league. What about top 10 for sure? Hold on. Yeah, Zach. But, well, we, we don't know right now about like Fred Warner. You know, Nick Bose is questionable. Jimmy G. They both right? said they're good. I think Fred Warner's playing for sure. They, they Jimmy G playing is for playing, sure. but not at 100%. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. And then we still have Nick Bosa being questionable. You know, they didn't have injury designation. I, I know those two guys didn't, but certainly still don't know with the game being a few, few days away. But Nick Bosa's status I mean, is huge. I'm picking the Packers, so. I am too. I, with Nick Bosa, it said uh, he's, like, looking good right now. Like, he was heading towards playing, but I don't think it matters. Honestly, I really don't. Okay, yeah. I don't think it matters. I yeah, two years ago they got embarrassed, but like I don't I don't care. I'm not even a Packers fan and I can see Packers winning. Jared's right here because you know a lot of a lot of people, including myself, have been talking about cannot be the 49ers, cannot be the 49ers. And I think everyone's been like so worried and stuff and real like thinking like, oh my goodness, it's the 49ers that you know I, I now I think how it's gonna work because the how the sports how the sports gods do it to us. Like now we're going to see a two, three score game. Green Bay wins in a blowout. So, I mean, that's what I'm hoping for here. And when's the last time the Packers have lost in a divisional round? Has it been three, four years? Yeah. What if we see another Kyle Shanahan late game choke? (laughs) They, I thought they were going to do it against the Cowboys. They could do it against the Packers this week. That wasn't Shanahan, really. That was Jimmy G throwing a bad interception that set the Cowboys up. But he's the coach, so he's going to get the blame. <laughs> this yeah. is true. Just like, was the Super Bowl his fault? He's the offensive coordinator. Okay. <laughs> but. All right. Now let's move to the Sunday games here. Two o'clock game on a Sunday on NBC in Tampa. The Rams sit down 11 and 6, come off that big Monday night win. They go to, yeah, they go to Tampa and face the Buccaneers. Tampa is a two and a half point favorite only. And that's, you know, helps them out with being at home. So that's an interesting one there. What do you guys think on, we'll start with Jared here, you know, Rams and the Bucks. What do you think? First thoughts. Once again, I don't like the Bucks. I just don't like Tom Brady, but I, I don't know. I'm going to stick to it. I think the Buccaneers will pull this one out. Even after watching the Rams win, the Buccaneers also convincingly won. So I, I like how the Buccaneers are continuing to play without, you know, some key receivers. I'll, I'll go then too. And yeah, I'm going to go bucks here with you. And you know, it sucks. I want, I want to pick upsets, but I think Tampa with their experience still without Godwin and, you know, and then also we have to still look, you know, Tristan Wirfs and Ryan Jensen, both are questionable for Sunday still. So that's certainly a factor too, but I'm still gonna go the Rams here. They they played they played well without or not the Rams. Oh my goodness. I am okay. still going with the Bucks here. Yeah, I know I, I misspoke there. I'm still going with them. I was gonna say though, with Keyshawn Vaughn really impressed me last week, and he's a guy I actually have on the Dynasty squad that we Dynasty Is Fournette gonna be back? Uh I didn't I'm see anything sure, that he was gonna be. I'm all I'm I saying think- is if he's not, I, I like I like still like the run game. Yeah. Um, well, Drew, you said you like picking upsets, but you're not picking any upsets. So I guess I'll have to pick upsets for you. <laughs> I'm taking the Rams. If you watched the game earlier in the year, I think it was like a two score game, but the Rams dominated that game. And just, I said it last week, I'm not a big uh, Bucks fan this year with uh, just, they've had a lot of injuries with their offensive weapons. And then I just the whole AB situation. 
So uh, I think Rams pull it out and we get a Packer Ram uh, NFC Championship game. That'd be good for the Zach's a Rams fan. Zach's a Rams fan now, huh? Uh, sure, you can call me that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the LA teams. Yeah. And the Marlins. They still have a special place in Zach's heart. Okay. Of course. Always do. Sunday game. Last one. Bills go to Kansas City to face the Chiefs, the three and the two here. And this game, yeah, 530 on CBS. Kansas City coming in one and a half point favorites and this game certainly, I think, is going to be the best game of the weekend, you know, in terms of just, like, look at the, this matchup. I think it certainly has what it takes to be that. And, oh, boy. So, I I guess I'll start. Yeah, I'll do it. So, I this is going to be an interesting one, as I mentioned. And Josh Allen coming off that exciting game. And, you know, Patty Mahomes and how they've performed this year, they've certainly picked up, how, picked up in the second half how they should have been playing, but – you know, I'm going to go Buffalo here. Uh, this can be, you know, my upset. Yeah. Not because Zach influenced me picking upset. It's just this certainly this Bills team, you're looking what they did to the Patriots really, you know, opened up a lot of eyes and including mine. So I'm going to go with them here and hopefully we see then a Bills Titans championship because hopefully, you know, those two teams haven't made it to the Super Bowl in a few years in a while. So I think that'd be certainly good to see out of the AFC. Um, well, I guess everyone knows who I'm picking. I picked the Bills to make the Super Bowl. So I think I got to kind of pick the Bills here, but I'm going to go a little bit farther. I think they uh, dominate the Chiefs 31 17 game. Okay. That opened Jared's um, Yeah. I guess we all have an upset then. I have, I mean, I have the Bengals over the Titans, but um, it's going to be a good game. But I still, I, I'm going to go against you guys. I'm going to say the Chiefs win this game in a, in a shootout. Um, yeah, I would think that, uh, I don't know, both the great teams, I could go either way, I think, but it's just, I'm just going to lean towards, you know, Mahomes just with the experience. I'll go Chiefs in like a three to five point game here. I think Mahomes throws at least one pick and it's going to be a crucial point in the game. It's going to be Poirier or Micah Hyde. Oh, here's that safety. So. If you got sleeper, you know, if you see the Mahomes interception line, you heard it here first. What Zach said, take the over, take so you it. take the under. Also, take also take a, take Dawson Knox receptions. He's getting a lot of targets. I agree. This is gonna be a fun week for sleeper on the on the squad. So make sure to join our squad still. Link, you know, we'll send it to you guys if you message us personally or any of our socials. So make sure to do that as well. But um that kind of rounds out the week the the divisional round picks here. And Zach, was there other things you want to touch on here? Like you said, with the GM vacancies. Um, I mean, we're just going to kind of rank which GM vacancies we would take if we were a GM candidate, right? I mean, you, you got bet. the Bears, Bears, Vikings, Giants, and Raiders. So I know the Vikings said they're looking for a GM before the head coach. So I don't, that really doesn't affect this at all but it's just something they're doing so is there a team that you guys would rather be a gm for than the other say right now i'll say right now not the giants and not the bears the other two are the top contenders i think i'd i'd still take vikings i think head coach and 
GM, I think that's the place to go. And I'm looking right now, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight candidates for that spot. So I'll certainly, you know, they got a good, they got some guys from the Eagles, some guys from the Browns, two from each. So and they've all, they've interviewed all of them, except uh, they're looking for the Buccaneers guy. They request an interview. John Spytek. High Bulls or? Uh, no, Spytek. Oh, for the GM. Okay. Yeah, this is GM. Asking you, talking head coach. Nope, nope. We're talking the GM vacancy stuff. And, yeah, uh, other than that, I agree with Jared. Then I think Raiders then is the, you know, I think that one might be the second is the way to go. But those are the two. I would probably say the Vikings first just because they have – they have talent on defense. They have the talent on offense. They just need a couple holes filled and a new coach. But then I would say it's close between the Bears and the uh, Raiders. I'd say guess. the Raiders have yeah. a slight edge, but I just – if you're a GM, I think having a young quarterback, just kind of like I said with the head coach, it's just – it's a major advantage. Because obviously Carr and Cousins, they'll be around for another five, six years or whatever, but – Fields yeah. has another 15 years. So I think the Bears are I mean, certainly, you know, number two. Or th- I think there's, I think those three are a lot closer than the Giants because I think the Giants think about the pressure, you know, going into a market like New York and, you know, the expectations, of course, for the Giants who haven't been, they haven't been good in, you know, now five more than over five years. So there's certainly a lot of questions you know, going into an atmosphere like that. So for, certainly those other three to me would open my eyes more. But hey, maybe that's just Giants. me. Go ahead. Okay, maybe that's just me uh, with the Bears. Like, I just don't see anything interesting in them, even like in their whole organization. I just at this time, I know they're on the rise and everything with the young receivers and everything, but I don't know. You think the Bears will just find a way to mess it up or something? Oh yeah, they always do. They had high expectations this year, and they had a worse season than last year. So I don't know. I don't know if they had high expectations this year, but. Anyway, is <laughs> if you're going to the Giants, you do have two first round picks, but I just that QB enticing, situation. Yeah. I don't know if you trust Daniel Jones. I think one of the biggest things with the Raiders, though, is that head coach because the players liked playing for uh, Rick Basaccia. So they played for him. He took him to the playoffs. I mean, is he going to stay or is he is he gone? I saw. I'm sure you guys saw this too. With with Basaccia, um, with him actually writing notes or letters to each player on the team, you know, thanking them for the ride this year. And I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, this is staged, whatever." But I, you know, reports came out that it was, I believe, his, was it his daughter who took the photos? You know, someone in the family in his family took the photos. He wasn't it wasn't like this publicity stunt. It seemed it was more of just like this act of kindness that got out. So I, I was cool to see, and I really I really hope he keeps his job. I think he did a great job there in Vegas. I think he deserves it filling in for, you know, Gruden like that. He, he did a good job keeping his team in the mix. And, yeah, he seems like an overall nice guy. I mean, that doesn't really matter. But, you know, I think I like him with that job. Yeah, I hope he gets another year. But I just never know. I think there's a lot of reports that uh, – uh, was it John or Jim? John? John. John. Yeah, the – Michigan one that uh-huh. uh, if he's if he's offered by the uh, Raiders that he'll take that so that's I feel like just because the experience coming with Harbaugh the Raiders might look into that but I would give uh, Basaccia another year 
Oh, it's actually Jim, by the way. Just wanted to correct Is it Jim? I thought you were going to ask about, yeah, never mind. About the Ravens? No, nah, I think I they're going to ask about John Gruden. I thought that's what you're asking about. That sounds like John or Jim. <laughs> oh. I'm like, yeah, it's John. Okay, no. no. Yeah, that, he, was, yeah. that was that was what I was confused. So, okay. Yeah, it's Jim Harbaugh for the There Michigan. was something about Jay Gruden and Coach. I think it might have been the Giants. But there's something about Jay Gruden. But I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Yeah. So, um, so with that, anything else, guys? Want to mention? That's it. Okay. So, yeah, as I mentioned already, if you want our sleeper squad link, I'm sure they're going to do some giveaways on sleeper. They did a Cooper Cup. If he had 100 reception yards, anyone who had a parlay with Cooper Cup got $10. He unfortunately did not hit it. But, hey, they're going to probably do something fun for this divisional round weekend here. And, yeah, so join, join our squad. Just any of our social medias, you know, our Twitter, at JD Sportspot, send us messages there. Uh, Jordan Drew underscore sports crew. That's the other way on Instagram and then Facebook, Jordan Drew, the sports crew and YouTube, Jordan Drew, the sports crew. So thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Jordan Drew, the sports crew, the perfect podcast for you.